0: This episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin One expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin One is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code r and 30 That's r and Take 30 at TaskinSF.com.
1: Next up on an all-new Rick and Rick look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane
0: it's the comic-con kids
1: <laughs> that's right kurt ho and eric v make their triumphant return to rick and rick with a report from comic-con international 2022
0: with all the latest cosplay action and all the hall h adventure
1: plus all the funko exclusives you can bobble your head at
0: and it all starts right here right now
1: on the one show where everybody walks softly and carries a big rick
0: and everybody <laughs> rules the world
1: <laughs> thank you everyone for joining us for this special edition of Rick and Rick Rule the World. I'm Rick Matheson and I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Chris Pratt. I, I mean, Rick Wooten. How you doing, Rick? I'm
0: doing great.
1: Now, this time out, we're coming bearing some guests here, folks. Our Comic-Con correspondents Kirk Poe and Eric V are making their big return to the Rick and Rick Studios and they're fresh back from the first official Comic-Con International in, what, two, three years now, after the event was put on hold due to COVID. Welcome back to the show, guys.
0: Good to be back. It's great to have you guys here. Uh,
1: Yeah, we really appreciate it. It has been a minute, so a quick refresher. Kurt is a kick-ass creative director-designer who I met, God, years ago. And Kurt, tell us about your longtime co-conspirator in all things Comic-Con, Eric V.
2: I've known Eric since, was it fourth grade? Wow. So we were trading Star Wars cards, the Empire Strikes Back cards, right? The tops cards. And I think I needed some of his and he needed mine. So I invited him over and we became friends. And we've been friends since we're little, I guess. So, yeah. And we wow. both shared fandom in Star Wars to Star Trek to Battlestar Galactica. So that's kind of a, some ups our geekdom and how nerdy we are back then. (laughs) That's
1: awesome. See, they got us beat here, Rick. I mean, 20 (laughs) years is nothing on this. Jeez. I know. That's pretty amazing. You know, these guys have been going to Comic-Con forever, and it's not just them going. They'll bring Eric's kids, who are mostly grown up now, and they've probably paid for half of the construction of the San Diego Convention Center. I'm convinced that Kurt Ho is the namesake for Hall H, but (laughs) I I could be wrong. So we're going to kick things off here with kind of your first impressions of going to Comic-Con International. I know they had this little thing back in October November that was kind of a mini Comic Con, but this is you know, the first time back in July since 2019. What what was it like?
2: I think this was my 16th year, or 17th year, I forgot. And so it was really good to see that they were going to have it happen, actually, uh, this year. For people who haven't gone to Comic Con, you, you might think, yo, I'm just going to
3: Comic Con, but there's some other components to it, and one of them is this hotel component, and they would have a lottery every year, and what the lottery is, is like you pick your top five hotels and then you wait for a magic email to show up saying, you got the best Western at the end of the hotel strip that's trash (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes you get the top of the line Marriott and it's like you don't know because it's literally a lottery and there was no email this year. There was an email, but it didn't go to everybody. So Kirk uh, scoured San Diego and he found like one suite in one hotel that actually (laughs) was on the Comic Con route. And what the route is, is like a shuttle bus. And you kind of want a hotel on the route so you don't have to fight Comic-Con traffic. And it all worked out, but there's other things to Comic-Con too. And there's also events going on in the Gas Lab District. And it's uh, vendors and franchises.
2: There's one store, you know, Super 7 has a store in San Francisco and also in San Diego. And they converted, just for Comic-Con, they converted their store into the Cobra Recruitment Center. So we (laughs) just decided to walk by. They were kind of on the outskirts of the gas lamp. So we decided to trek over there and uh, take a look. So they did a pretty neat job. The whole store was transformed into a Cobra focused. Uh, it was only Cobra Cobra gear, gear, merchandise, everything. How many of these experiences did you guys see as
0: you went through it? I mean, you mentioned a couple of them, but was this like a handful of companies and in, in shows that did this? Or is this like super common? and you saw like 20 or 30 of them?
2: Um, I think this year, because I think a lot of people even probably the organizer weren't sure if they were gonna hold comic-con so i think a lot of the streaming companies they didn't really invest in setting up these little pop-up experiences but in the past you know there used to be um 20 30 you know of these experiences all over the place at different times and i think the year before covid they set up a, a chateau picard museum to uh, promote the picard show and they had like wine from uh, chateau picard and like all this history stuff about jean-luc picard so it That's kind of neat. Cool. That's pretty cool.
1: Did you have the sense that it was
3: same crowd as usual? Bigger? Fewer? Um, Well, we specifically went on Thursday and Friday. So if there's any first-timers highly recommend Thursday and Friday because there are upwards to 130,000 people. It was pretty calm on Thursday. You could definitely tell there was an uptick on Friday and it, it closes at 7 and we closed out the place both days and we probably covered the Comic-Con convention hall which is halls A through G. Like that. Yeah which are the where all the vendors and everything are. We probably covered it twice mm-hmm. but you know the first time you go through like oh just let's see what's there and in the second time you go through and you're like I want to see specifically you know this so no it was a good comeback I'll tell you since you mentioned it a little bit ago Funko took over like a whole corner of the convention center yeah. and that is insane because everybody wants their pop but you know you still have your vendors you have your artists you have your Ma and pa vendors that come from all across the U.S. and you know you can find stuff that you can't find anywhere else
1: yeah. now were there any particular costumes that were especially popular this year you know characters that everyone was dressing up as but stood out.
2: You know, this year I noticed people were dressed up as the Top Gun Remember, You look everywhere, people had these it's sort of wannabe flight suits, even though it's hot, they kind of just made their kind of own version. I think Kurt's
3: talking about the females. They'd get in these tight <laughs> jumpsuits
2: and then they'd throw like some <laughs> Top
3: Gun patches and stuff yeah. on it. Exactly. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, so what you got to remember about Comic-Con is its location. It's in San Diego. And so you, you got these college kids, and they like to just come and dress up. So there's been years past where you see like five or six guys dress up as 300 soldiers. Or like one year, it was very heavily uh, Johnny Depp, Pirates of the Caribbean. And th- these people are not like there to buy anything. They're just there to like kind of party during the day. It wasn't really like that this year. There was a lot of your standard, I would say, DC and Marvel costumes. Uh, what I noticed a lot is there were were a lot of like doctor strange and there was like various versions of doctor strange so like evil doctor yeah. strange or a female doctor strange or any
1: captain carters
3: yeah, yeah there was there, one there but, was a...
2: was it you said it might have been a dude oh jeez,
3: that's definitely the <laughs> um, universe yeah there you know the whole problem with cosplay is sometimes you just don't know and you don't want to know
2: yeah you can't unsee some of that <laughs> Yeah <laughs> <laughs> You know, Eric, he's dressed up a several times. Was it John luc Picard? Yeah. Outfit. He, he had an Imperial officer. And then this year, he actually dressed up. Uh, he got a new uniform.
3: Basically, the Imperial officer I had maybe five years ago or something was, you know, it came from Hong Kong. I think I got it off of eBay for like $99. It, it came with a hat. It came with a jacket. And it came with pants. And by the end of Comic-Con, which, well, I only wore it one day, I had ripped the crotch uh I had <laughs> sweated through it basically the hat was kind of destroyed but you know what it was still a good experience that year because people still like oh you're dressed up as a Star Wars dude I need your picture right now but I remember that year I had two slave leias come up to me and want my picture <laughs> and a uh, stormtrooper Elvis you can look him up he's famous on the internet I got my picture with him That's but awesome. um, this year I got a screen accurate imperial admiral tunic so so the top. Part of my point of getting a screen-accurate, very expensive piece of cloth was I want to join the 501st Legion. Mm-hmm. And they have a costume guide. And I actually found an Imperial officer that I could actually be and meet like 90% of the requirements right. on the uniform. So I technically was a Imperial Security Bureau officer with the rank of Grand Admiral. Um, it meets the requirements of the 501st. And it came out Really good. I mean, I I dressed up the second day. When we went to that Cobra recruiting store, the Super Seven store, Mm -hmm. right as I was about to walk in the store, some random dude on the street hits me up and, like, hey, can I get your picture? (laughs) And uh, we were also walking back to Comic Con, and there's, you know, there's all the gas lamp restaurants and Mm -hmm. bars and pubs and all that. And there was a hostess at one of these breakfast bars or whatever, and she was dressed up as Padme Amidala. (laughs) I got my picture taken with her and she was super cool
2: and just for the listeners you know Eric's Imperial Officer it's the one with the white tunic so he looks like a a Director Krennic Mm -hmm. from uh, Rogue One it's that color actually
3: I got a picture with a Director Krennic this dude full on Director Krennic with the cape flowing like Darth Vader kind of thing he had the full gray hair yeah and so if you're a 501st person if you want to belong to the 501st and you look up that costume you have to have gray hair you can't have a beard. You can't have glasses. It's like very strict. Like, so when I said what I was earlier, an uh, uh, ISB officer, uh, Imperial Security Bureau, you don't hear him talk on screen or anything like that. Basically, me and this guy
1: match. It was really fun.
0: That's awesome.
1: You know, you were talking about how you were an ISB officer. Rick and I are always just the IBS officers, and that never works out for right? me. <laughs> When we return from this break, we are going to talk about all the cool swag and collectibles that Eric V and Kurt Ho pursued at Comic-Con International, so stay tuned. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our website at rickandrick.com. It's double the Rick in just one <laughs> click at rickandrick.com and we are back rick and rick rule the world rick matheson and rick Luden with our special comic-con correspondents kurt ho and eric v right now we want to dig into all the stuff that you guys were trying to get all the stuff you were successful at getting and all the stuff that you couldn't quite pick up because they were selling out too fast tell us about that whole experience
2: Oh, one year, Eric's oldest wanted exclusive pop. So we, I think we woke up at about 4.30 a.m., went down to the convention center. There was a massive line that wrapped all the way to the back and then some. And we were basically waiting out there way behind the convention center in this huge line. By that time, it was like 5 a.m. People had sleeping bags all across the sidewalk. And you know what? By the time we were supposed to go in and go by, we didn't get it. (laughs) They ran out. So Actually, I noticed, this year, probably just because of the timing, a couple of the companies, they didn't bring the exclusive. What they did was either gave you a code, or you go online, and then you actually purchase the exclusive.
3: I was after one particular thing I dedicated myself to getting. General Giant had a 12-inch statue of Boba Fett, and he's standing on some steps that are the Empire Strikes Back best spin Carbon Freezing Chamber. And it's $200, but that was my Piece to resistance, and I got it. So I was pretty happy. I used to collect Star Wars action figures since the 90s when, you know, the special editions came out. And I had over 500 Star Wars action figures. Holy smokes. And I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm looking at the Funko stuff right now, and it looks like this year. So, you mentioned the Cobra pop up store. One of their popular ones this year, I guess, was Serpentor, who is a Cobra character. They've got a uh, pop of Peacemaker. Looks pretty funny. But the one that's cracking me up is Miss Minutes from Loki. <laughs>
3: Oh, Actually, that was very, you know, you asked earlier about like what's popular and what's new. So that Miss Minutes was a hot item. Like very hot. And, you know, I think the Loki, whatever Disney Plus, Marvel people really kind of missed the boat on Miss Minutes because I got at WonderCon a little one and a half inch pin of Miss Minutes. And, you know, it it comes on a little card and it's like, I'm looking for variants or something. And it's like that sometimes these franchise, they just missed the boat.
1: Yeah, that seems like it was maybe something you wouldn't have predicted ahead of time, but boy, it's it's just, you can't help but gravitate toward it. You know,
2: there's also things that you could find that aren't exclusives that, you know, you're able to find at Comic-Con. Uh, I'm into Robotech, Macross stuff, and this year I was determined to find some T-shirts, and um, yeah, they had actually some Robotech uh, T-shirts. Those type of things, you know, you, I couldn't find those online. So, bought a bunch of T-shirts. As a fan, you're able to find... What you're into, that particular niche, you know, I, if I ever have room, I, I I, might frame the t-shirts because I just, you know, I'm a fan of the artwork and Robotech.
1: That's what I would get too. If I was buying anything, I think it would be t-shirts. I got a Flash t-shirt when I was there, you know, from uh, the TV show Flash. Yeah. And uh, I got compliments. I never saw it anywhere else and I uh, got a lot of compliments yeah. when, I, when I wore it.
3: Well, that, yeah. that, you bring up actually a good point. And while maybe not quote unquote exclusive, there are things you can buy at Comic like t-shirts that no one else will have
1: all right well when we come back it is going to be time for loaded questions the comic con movie trailer edition so stay tuned
0: this episode of Rick and Rick Rule the World is brought to you by Taskin, the first name in ultra-stylish, premium-quality travel gear, like the exquisitely designed Taskin 1 expandable backpack. With nine practical variations, the Taskin 1 is always the right size for wherever life takes you next. Save 30% on your next purchase when you use the promo code r 30 That's R&RTake30 at Taskinsf.com. All
1: right, we are back. Rick and Rick Rule the World with Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten with our special guest stars, our Comic-Con correspondents, Kurt Ho and Eric V. Folks, are you ready to play Loaded Questions?
2: Okay. Let's do this. Affirmative.
1: (laughs) Great. This is the quiz where we're going to test your recall on any of the trailers coming out of Comic-Con that you may have caught. First up, in a trailer for a new series from Disney+, Plus, Jennifer Walters navigates the complicated life of a single 30-something attorney who just happens to be a Ally McBeal's maid of honor... B, a green six foot seven inch Hulk. C, the green six foot nine daughter of Shrek. Or D, the green 10 foot two daughter of Bruce Banner and Lucy Lawless. In a trailer for a new series on Disney Plus, Jennifer Walters happened to be what?
2: What's the last one? D? Then I choose D. No, it's B.
1: <laughs> I'm going with B. Okay, so Eric V is saying B. How about you, Rick Wooten? I'm going D. D is a dog. All right. The correct answer is B as in boy. Jennifer Walters just happens to be She-Hulk, attorney at law. Did you guys catch the trailer for that?
2: I did. I I think I got confused. I think she's supposed to be a cousin of Bruce Banner or something.
1: Yeah, Yeah, she's a cousin of Bruce Banner's and it's got Mark Ruffalo and Smart Hulk. And uh, I, I had heard that there was some complaints about the CGI and some people were saying that it got better. but They fixed that. Yeah, if that's fixed... I'm a little nervous because uh, it was fine, yeah. but it was—it was, it was just—it was very Shreky.
0: Well, you know, the, the bizarre thing is Tatiana, the, the character who who plays the She-Hulk, is only five foot four.
1: Yeah, she's
0: tiny. Yeah, and they're trying to have her play, like, basically somebody a, a foot taller, which is which is kind of funny. I, I'm not sure how that's going to work out.
1: Yeah. What I didn't know about is this whole fourth wall breaking that she does in this commercial. Yeah. I don't remember her doing that in the comics. I want to do that. I want to just go sometime and break the fourth wall in front of someone and watch them freak <laughs> out.
3: Uh, I actually researched. That. It is in the comics she does talk to the fourth wall so and 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 basically they're also kind of
0: saying it she did it first like before yeah. deadpool
3: Got Yeah,
1: it. actually yeah it would have been before yeah it's an interesting technique but it takes me out of it
0: it was actually one of my favorite parts of the commercial because i i do recall that from the the comic books and i like how uh she gets mark to to join her in breaking the fourth wall so it's like she looks over and then looks back at him and then they both look over you know through the fourth wall i think that was clever yeah
1: That was funny. All right, question number two. The trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever features A, Eric Killmonger, attorney at law, B, Kraven the accountant, C, Namor, Prince of Bel Air, or D, Namor, Prince of Atlantis. The trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever features whom? I go D. <laughs>
2: yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. I go with D also. <laughs> the other ones would be not pretty interesting, but... <laughs> I'm going with D as well.
1: You are all correct. The answer is Prince Namor of Atlantis. So apparently this introduces Namor to the MCU. I, I don't know who it is playing him. And I can't tell in this trailer if this is setting up a war or an alliance between Atlantis and Wakanda. Con, does anyone have any idea what's going on in this trailer?
3: Well, he he's the, the villain. Oh, and, um, Interesting. He's kind of supposed to be this like blend of both Atlantean and Wukandan. That's the conflict. And he's like, comes from both worlds kind of thing. As
2: a human or?
3: Well, if you watch the trailer again, you'll see him as a little baby and I think he has like a tail. But then you see a next photo and he's like a young boy. And then you see the last photo and it's this buff dude walking out of the water. Yeah. And he, I think Is coming to take the mantle, you know, as maybe Mm. king or whatever, Wakanda. And like, that ain't happening. Right. I think that's the story. Interesting.
1: Now, I'm unclear on this. Maybe this is the whole point. They're trying to keep it unclear, but who the hell is Black Panther in this?
3: Black Panther is
2: whoever wears the necklace. Yeah. Okay.
1: But do we know who it's going to be?
2: No. I think they intentionally conceal that. Okay. I think it's going to be a woman, personally.
0: Exactly.
3: All
1: right. Question number three. In the trailer for Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, we hear which of the following songs? A, We Are Family by Sister Sledge. B, Business by Eminem. C, Hit Me With Your Best Shot by Pat Benatar. Or D, Say My Name, Say My Name by Destiny's Child. The trailer for Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods features which of these songs? I
0: I tap out. I don't know. Dang. I think it's Eminem. The problem is, is I watched all the commercials at the same time, and one of them clearly had Eminem all the way through it. I can't remember if it was this one or not. But I'm going to go Eminem
1: Yes, you are correct The answer is B It's Business by Eminem And I didn't remember this But apparently his song My Name Is Was featured in the original Shazam movie The movie where no one can say their name Now, (laughs) who are you? Hmm, I can't tell you. This time out, it looks like Zachary Levy actually watched the footage of Asher Angel who plays Billy Batson so that they kind of act something similar, at least better than they did last time. Did you have that impression or no? Is it still a complete disconnect?
0: You know, it's funny. I uh, They they must have improved it because I didn't notice anything. Yeah. So that's, that's probably the biggest compliment I can make right there.
1: Yeah. All right, question number four. On the heels of John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, the trailer for the latest John Wick film Reveals its full title to be A. John Wick Chapter 4, Ricochet. B. John Wick Chapter 4, The End Is Nigh. C. John Wick Chapter 4, I Am Groot. Or D. John Wick Chapter 4. That's it. The title of the latest John Wick film is what?
2: I'll go D. (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: D. Chapter 4. Yeah, me too. I think it's just John Wick.
1: The answer is D. You are all correct. Chapter 4. So after John Wick, there was John Wick Chapter 2 and then John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum and now there's John Wick Chapter 4. Don't know why there was a a name attached to Chapter 3. There is not for Chapter 4. All right. final question. In the trailer for DC's Black Adam, Pierce Brosnan plays A. Topo the bongo playing octopus B. Carter Hall the hawkman C. Kent Nielsen, a.k.a dr fate or d the mighty in the trailer for black adam (laughs) pierce brosnan plays which of these characters
2: rick which one do you pick
1: dr fate yeah
2: i go c
1: you are correct the answer is c kent nelson aka dr fate now it's the rock against what appears to be the justice society of america it's hawkman dr fate adam smasher and others and yes apparently Isis is in this movie and so is amanda waller from the suicide squad which is interesting what was your impression of the trailer
2: i think it looked good i know you know the rock he's Talked a lot about his role on this, and so it's good to finally see footage. And I think he'll do it well. I I didn't really see people getting killed yet, but uh, yeah. maybe it'll be a little more edgier because I know there's that one line they say, "What heroes don't kill people, <laughs> whatever." and then, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. So? He has some good lines. Yeah. He had a line: uh, "The world needed a hero, instead they got me." <laughs> that's, right, yeah. that's
0: right. Yeah, they do say that. Yeah, they that was the the other line was something about you can either you know be the destroyer yes. of the world or, the, or savior the savior of the world or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this one's going to be interesting. I, I again, not very familiar with this character. I don't know how big of a DC character it was, but I I, I worry a little bit that uh, the Rock is kind of a typecast kind of actor, and I don't I don't know that this is in his wheelhouse, but. I'm hoping I'm going to be pleasantly surprised in the other direction. Uh
3: I think uh, DC or the DC EU is looking for a win. And I think any movie with The Rock in it is a win. You know, even like, you know, he had that natural disaster movie where mm-hmm. like it wiped out L.A. And he's a helicopter pilot. And it's like uh, that movie, the premise like sucks, but it's got The Rock in it. So I'm watching, yeah. it. you know, Jungle Book. Like, do I really want to see a Disney movie about the Disney ride Jungle Book? <laughs> you know, but got The Rock in it, you know, you're going to watch a movie with The Rock in it.
2: And it does well in yeah. international markets.
0: Yeah, for what it's worth, I, I completely agree, and I I've, I've seen every movie probably The Rock's been, and I am a big fan of it as well. So I'll, I'll watch it just simply because he's in it. But I I do kind of worry about whether or not it's the the right range for his his acting.
1: Yeah. Apparently this is the setup for Shazam 3 where they will face off against each other. Black Adam was a villain of Shazam's or Captain Marvel. So this is a setup for him. I'm looking forward to it. just I, Dr. Fate. He has been in live action television. He has not been in live action movies yet. I don't think Hawkman has either. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun. Other trailers that stood out to you guys. Any ones where you're like, oh gosh, I can't wait for that one.
2: Oh, I wanted to hear what you guys thought of that Dungeons yes. and Dragons. It looks
1: good. It's it's Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. What stood out to me were a couple things. One is the logo that came up was Hasbro. So I take it Hasbro must have owned Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know. Yeah. Somewhere in the hereafter or maybe the down under, Eddie Munson is fist pumping over this trailer. I'm quite positive <laughs> about it. it. It looks like Stranger Things if all the kids were Marvel mutants. True that. On that note, the Chucky, I guess Chucky is a TV show now and they had the trailer for season three. I had no idea about this, but I want to see Chucky recruited by the CIA and have a job at the Bimor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome.
1: That would be interesting. All right. Well, we're going to close things out here. We didn't see really any trailers for Star Wars uh, stuff this time out. At least I didn't. But I saw a joke the other day that I'm going to share with y'all. What did Yoda say when he saw himself in 4K? k I? that's terrible thank you folks I am here all week (laughs) anyway thank you Kurt Ho and Eric V for all the great info and intel on Comic Con International 2022 we really appreciate you guys coming on the show and we hope you'll come back in the future all right thank you fantastic well thanks again everyone and for listeners please stay safe keep each other safe and keep on coming back to the one show where almost everyone's name is Rick and everybody rules the world